Many ancient cultures buried their dead with supplies for the afterlife. Pharaohs and kings were buried with gold, jewelry, food, weapons, horses, their favorite pets, and even human slaves or family members. From an archaeological point of view, or if you're a grave looter, this is fantastic. Lots of stuff, lots of cool stuff to learn from about the culture. Lots of gold to take. But the fact is that all that wealth and food and weapons and animals, they just lay in the tomb, not doing the deceased any good. I have yet to see an obituary that shows the net worth of the individual when they die. What I see instead is the relationships that they had, the good that they did, and the fun that they enjoyed. The very best parting gift that I've ever seen at a funeral was at the funeral of Ivan Rasmussen. Ivan loved to collect rocks, and over many years, he collected thousands, and I mean thousands and thousands of rocks, maybe tens of thousands, I don't know, Rita might know. But he would collect these pieces of beauty, especially at Fort Casey and other places that he went, and then he would take them home, and he would polish them, and, um, and he would keep them to remind him of the beauty of God's creation. When he died, everyone that attended his funeral was able to take some of his rocks home, and not just one rock. We got two bowls that we got to take home, a gift of beauty that he noticed in the world and that he passed on to those that he loved. The ancient pharaohs couldn't take their favorite cats or meals with them when they died, and Ivan couldn't take his rocks. But whereas the pharaohs tried to take theirs as part of their culture, Ivan gave his away. The rich farmer in our gospel couldn't take all of his bumper crops with him. Koaleth, who studied the futility of human striving and wrote our Ecclesiastes text, realized no one could take anything with them. And the psalmist reminds the same. Life is precious and fleeting, and stuff and success and notoriety fades away. The story of the rich farmer that Jesus spoke of was in response, as Christy just read, to a man who wanted Jesus to settle a dispute about an inheritance. I've seen so many families ripped apart by disputes over dead people's things. You've probably seen the same. And apparently this is not just a 21st century thing. It's a human thing. And it's been happening for generations. Jesus redirected the conversation to remind the listeners that stuff doesn't matter to mortals who can't take it with them, that it's not the point, and that there is nothing more precious than relationship. After all, all of everything was created out of relationship, from the Trinity to the relationship of the created world. The whole universe works in concert together to proclaim life, and we're part of it. The wise Koaleth reminds us that human toil and wealth is vanity, 
And I really appreciate the Hebrew word for that because vanity to us seems like just primping a lot, right? Like if you say someone is vain, it means that they care about what they look like, which is, again, fleeting. But the Hebrew translates it more appropriately, I think, to vapor. And with that word, this text packs a different kind of punch. When we hear vanity, we think, oh, primping. But when we hear vapor, we see things just evaporate. Everything we do is fleeting. All the wisdom, all the success, all the pain, all the joy that we embrace, all of it is a vapor. Here today and gone tomorrow. A hundred years from now, no one will remember what is stressing us out so bad this week that we can't sleep at night. Anybody else ever get woken up at 3 a.m. by things they can't change? When we lie on our deathbeds, we will not be concerned about those things, and we're definitely not going to be concerned about those extra five pounds, or whether we got that fancy boat, or in my daughter's case, the hamster that I've been hearing about for days. Pray for me. (laughs) Or even a fantastic stock portfolio. This life is vapor. We cannot know when we will live it, and we cannot take anything with us, even if it is entombed with us. Wow, this is a really feel-good sermon, isn't it? (laughs) You're going to just leave from this place feeling encouraged, but hang on, hang on. A clergy friend of mine currently has a 99-year-old parishioner who is on hospice care. And he is a wise, incredible man. He's a retired minister, and he's had the better part of 100 years of a century to contemplate life and to love people and to, and to think about what it all means and to serve God. And when asked about what he has learned in his journey of faith, he said simply, I am realizing that I'm just a drop going back into the great ocean, and that is okay. I don't have to know more than that. When we breathe our final breath, what we will care about is trusting God that we are drop going back into the ocean of God's infinite love and that we've never really left, that we've loved well and that we have told the truth to others and to ourselves. Tibetan Buddhists create beautiful mandalas out of colored sand. These intricate pieces of art take days to finish, and then they're blown away in moments. They create them as beautiful symbols of the vaporous life that we live. All things pass away. And although they are blown away, it does not diminish their value, their beauty. The fact that we can't take our horses and weapons and favorite foods and pets with us when we go, and that no one will remember us in 150 years and certainly not what kept us awake at night, does not diminish our beauty and our belovedness and our lives. Your vaporous life is precious. And it's beautiful. And it means something. I would argue that because it's a vapor, it's even more beautiful. 
None of us can go back and smell our babies' heads again or listen to them giggle for the first time. But we can look at our precious nine-year-olds, even if they're bugging us about that hamster, with eyes of wonder. And again when they're 21. And again when they have their own bald babies. And then one last time before we re-enter that ocean of love. This morning's message is not, life is futile. This life is a vapor. Nothing matters. 250 shootings. Whatever. We can't stop it. There's nothing we can do. No. It is exactly the opposite. It is that life is gorgeous. And that the pain, the joy, the stress, the toil, the success, the victories, the defeats, it's beautiful and it is the sum of this journey that we are gifted. And with this in mind, we are emboldened to live in the way of Christ, who decided to enter the vapor and show us how to live it beautifully. We live and toil for things that will pass away, but we live as a gift to others. We live to invest in people and relationships and into the future. And it's true when we see things like the 250th, 250th mass shooting. 250, y'all. We can't get used to that. We can't, we can't just say, oh well. We get to take this vapor, this life that we have been gifted, and we get to take holy and bold action because this life is gorgeous. And it was gorgeous for the people who died in Dayton and Gilroy and El Paso, and that's just this week. Many of them just in the last 24 hours. We get to live in mercy and justice and equality. We are gifted to live in love and forgiveness and gratitude. We are honored to live in hospitality and grace and joy while we exist in this vaporous life. This is not easy. Most of the world right now is trying to forget the fact that they're a vapor trying to reject the idea that they will ever pass away. And it is not easy to work and to keep working when we know we may not get to benefit from it. It's not easy to keep standing up against violence when it seems like it's just a fact of our lives now. It's not easy to stand up to fear and hate with love. It's hard stuff. But we come to church so that we can tell hard truths to ourselves and to each other and be strengthened to live in God's grace and love and allow it to flow through us. We do not pretend here. We don't say, everything's fine. It's okay. Everything will get better. 
We don't hide here. We're able to face the difficulty of these terrible days because God is with us and in us. We come together in this place and we baptize our babies because we proclaim that there is not a thing that we can do to get away from God's love and grace. Not one thing. We walk through the church year, year after year, of expectation, of grief, of joy, of resurrection. We go to camp out and laugh together and sing along with the accordion and watch our kids grow. We serve together in Jesus' name and trust God for the outcomes. We flow through this life that is a vapor and pray that the Holy Spirit would move and flow through us. Look around. The beams above us. The red carpet or purple or whatever color this is. I don't know what it was originally. The pews we sit in. The people who built this church and paid for it are dead. They don't come here and sit here and enjoy the acoustics of this place. But they did not build it for themselves. They built it in hope. In hope for you. In hope for people who haven't come here yet. In hope for people who will never come here, but will feel God's love and grace and hope and peace through you. They built it with the hope that generations of babies would be celebrated and baptized at this font, that songs of praise and welcome would be proclaimed from floor to rafters by voices who had not been born yet, and that, the king, that God's kingdom would continually come. Long after... We pay for this roof. Some young pastor will hold our funerals under it. Grandchildren who haven't been born yet will cry. Someone will make cookies. There will be laughter that reverberates off the ceilings that have heard and absorbed our prayers and songs over the years. And the one thing that will be left is love blowing into the wind and mingling into the lives of those who we don't even know yet. The poet Rumi reminds us, you are not a drop in the ocean, you are the entire ocean in a drop. May we be emboldened to live this short, vaporous life in God, in courage, in love, and in joy. Amen. Amen. Let's stand and sing together for the fruit of all creation. The words will be on the screen.